Yo, what's up, everyone? G Money Stacks here. You may remember me from shows like Off the Meat Rat Chains, New York Avenue podcast, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, Sports Edition show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show. So, you want to know how to use Spotify for podcasters, right? I'm here to talk to you at home about Spotify for podcasters. Why are you wasting and struggling with your money on a hosting site to promote your show with limited storages? Forget about it. Let's break this down. Let me tell you how it works. If you are a current Anchor user, don't worry about the changes. Everything will be the same with added new features. Spotify for podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, is a free hosting site and phone app that gives you old and new creation tools also provides free hosting and with access to record upload videos from podcast episodes edit add music to your show monetize q a questions polls distribute your podcast on streaming platforms tracking analytics plus the show's growth audience from international places like Canada, USA, including Long Island and five boroughs of New York, and much more. You can get money from sponsorships with no minimum listenership. Spotify for Podcasters also offers free hosting and a way to upload podcast videos to attract listeners. Also, keep track of the number of streams. These are the important keys to making a podcast. If you like to create a podcast and be a guest co-host like myself, you can download the free Spotify for Podcasters app on your iPhones, Android phones, iPads, Android tablets, Apple, Mac, and Dell laptops with Windows, or check out the website for more information to get a head start on your podcast journey at www.podcasters.spotify.com. If I can reach success, so can you. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. I'm G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator. Thank you for listening to me and the podcast. Let's go.
Hey, what is up, USA, International, Canada, Long Island, a.k.a. Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your man, G-Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Greginator, YouTuber, host with the most misunderstood, lonely nomad, the man who holds the back doors of the Q5 and N24 buses, and, of course, unstoppable independent podcaster, and, of course, Queens, New York native of Laurelton, Queens, New York. <clears throat> And yes, you are rocking and tuning in and listening to the 66th episode with me of Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, the sports edition show, a place where we talk about things in sports. And if you miss any episodes whatsoever, don't worry, I got you back on everything all you you got to do is go ahead and grab that subscribe button for me on the YouTube channel page of the sports YouTube channel page and and alongside with alerts you can be reminded of when each episode is going to be um recording on the air via live stream and of course more video content as far as like the episodes live episodes live episodes and and of course there is um <clears throat> a way for you to show a little support by leaving a like in a comment along with the episodes and sports topics that's being discussed. And, you know, comment down below how you feel about the sports topics and stuff. So we got a lot to cover here today. And, um, and be sure to listen, stream, and watch these episodes in case you miss any of them. Download the episodes. Not only that, you can also add the podcast to your playlist on Spotify, Odyssey, Audible, Deezer. You have Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and including YouTube and wherever else on streaming platforms you get your podcast. All right. Of course. Share the videos, share the episodes, tell a friend to another friend, and of course, be sure to be sure to um, spread the word, and I'll handle the rest at the end of the at the end of the show. All right, so um, we are on Instagram Live right now, so be sure to follow the podcast on Insta- on Instagram alongside with Threads, um, so you can know when each episode is going to be dropping. <clears throat> as far as uh, when I'm going to be on Instagram Live. And by the way, when you add the podcast to your playlist on Spotify and other streaming platforms, you'll be able to know when each new episode is going to be dropping. So that's for you to be notified on each new episode, Great. Right? So... <clears throat> um. All right, hold on a second, folks. Loud play. All right. Um. <clears throat> also, before I get into the... Uh, Rumor alerts in the air. Uh, um, I want to let you know something, actually. 
if you like to show more support, you can make you can you can add some tips. You can add some tips on whatever amount of money you you choose and desire to show more support of of myself doing you know this podcast and along with other podcast shows that i do you can go to my cash app which is dollar sign g money stacks triple five or you can go to my paypal which is which is g money stacks queens new york all right so that's paypal me dot yeah that's paypal me um which is g money stacks triple five no excuse me g money stacks queens new york um all right so that way you you can throw in whatever amount of money you choose um you don't need a lot of money to show more support um all you need to do is just it's just um do the do whatever you can to throw in some tips and and yeah also another thing you could do is let me see You can also follow me. Hold on a second. Let me just grab grab the uh, um you know what? Um I'll put up the Discord um in a few minutes, all right? So um <clears throat> let's get into Let's get into some rumor alerts in the air pertaining to a basketball player and of course Pete Alonzo as usual, which is which can be very nerve-wracking and stuff. So um that's very nerve-wracking to hear, actually. And it's just <clears throat> it's just to the point, it's just to the point where, you know, every time you hear rumors about an athlete, it's it's it can get very, very aggravating aggravating and very irritating so um i'm going to um debunk whatever rumors it is because it's not official all right so let's get into a little bit of rumors in the air right here and yeah right here yeah let's do this All right. First, we need to talk about an NBA basketball player in 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 this particular story right here. So let's get into it right here. All right. So starting with Trey Young. Starting with Trey Young. All right. Um. Hang on a second.
All right. According to ClutchPoints.com, Atlanta Hawks point guard Trey Young has been the subject of many trade rumors dating back to the weeks preceding the 2023 NBA playoffs. While Young's stellar postseason performance against the Boston Celtics mostly quieted those concerns. That still didn't stop some from speculating on whether Atlanta Atlanta would test the market for its franchise player this summer. Will it already happen? Um, a little recap, actually. So, um, however, a rec- a recent post from Young's Instagram, which seemed to put most of that chatter to bed, to the A for good, wrote Young, year six, OTW. On the way, the Trey Young trade rumors have been some of the most bizarre NBA developments from the the last few months. No actual sources or leaks have emerged from either Young's camp or from the Hawks organization. However, speculation and cleverly worded Reports have been rampant surrounding the former Oklahoma Sooner who joined the Hawks in 2018 as part of a death night trade involving Luka Doncic. Young has already established himself as one of the premier guards in the NBA, constantly finishing near the top in both points and assists and haven't already made it closer to the NBA Finals than fellow All-NBA guards like Damian Lillard, excuse me, Damian Lillard, um, Doncic, John Morant, and others. Still, Young's name always, Young's, excuse me, Young's name also has caused some polarization in NBA discourse with concern about both his defense step back as well as his propensity to embellish contact in hopes of drawing a foul. Back-to-back early postseason exits from Atlanta have done little to be quiet to be quiet to quiet these concerns. Still it seems that Hawks fans can breathe a bit easier following this latest social media post. The Hawks season begins on October 25th, um, which already started against the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, that that rumor has been debunked. If you didn't hear from if you if you didn't hear from the person, then that's a speculation and a rumor. Now we have to go to now we have to go to another rumor in the air. Um, another rumor alerts. Um, Peter Lonzo has been the main subject 
And this is from the Bleacher Report. The New York Mets and first baseman Pete Alonzo have reportedly not had any contact discussions at all this offseason as the slugger prepares for free agency next winter. Tim Healy of Newsday reported it's not clear whether the Mets plan on approaching Alonzo about an extension this offseason. Alonzo has been open about his desire to remain in New York over the long term. He spent his first five seasons with the Mets, emerging as one of the premier power hitters in all of baseball. And in quote, I love it here. I love New York. It's been such a blessing and an honor to be a part of this organization, Alonzo told reporters in September. New York, it doesn't just feel like home because it is home. Like New York for my family and I. It just means so much. And it's really been City Field's a great place to play. Um, the fans are super passionate and care so much. And the whole city of New York has been super welcoming to my family and I. It's been an honor. It's been nothing short of an honor, and it's been awesome. For me, the only thing really I've been focusing on, I just want to be the best player that I can be every single day for my teammates, this organization, and the fans. The Mets have scaled back their aggressiveness this offseason after their disappointing um, 75-87 to record in 2023. New York um, jettisoned several high-cost veterans at the trade deadline in an attempt to, to pair payroll and get back on the right track on the field. But it's expected the Mets will again struggle to complete, excuse me, to compete in the NL East next season. Hmm. Bob Nightingale of USA Today reported the Mets have not engaged other teams in trade talks, but several GMs believe they would listen if another team came with an offer. Alonzo's shaky long term future with the franchise will only add to uncertainty it's possible alonzo winds up being more trade fodder come july if the mets are looking to recoup prospect value hmm. like i said man like i always say like i always say though man if you didn't hear from peter alonzo's mouth about a trade or anything like that then consider this shit. consider this fucking rumor debunked okay people getting tired of people get tired of rumors in the air and speculation and stuff like that i get it man i get it though man and it's just you know it never gets it never really gets very fucking tiring you know what i'm saying so so like i said man this consider this rumor debunked all right and here it is
Okay. All right. Um. All right. So let's get into let's get into the quick side bleacher bar for a sec right here, man. Starting with um. Starting with um. Starting with Rudy Goldberg being suspended. Okay, um, okay, all right, Rudy Ginsburg, hold on, hold on a minute here, let's get to, no, actually, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry, um, Draymond Green, to be exact, um, so, Draymond Green is at it again. Warriors for Draymond Green will be suspended for five games after putting Timberwolves center Rudy Goldberg in a chokehold Tuesday night during a skirmish. The league announced the suspension on Wednesday night. ESPN's um, Adrian Wojnarowski was first with the news. Additionally, Goldberg, Clay Thompson, and Jaden McDaniels, um, all of whom were also involved in the skirmish, will be fined $25,000. Ooh. Damn, son. All right. Um, the alter- the altercation started before either team um, even scored a point. While running down the court in the first quarter after the Minnesota after a Minnesota miss. Hang on a second. Yeah, Minnesota.
Yes, Minnesota, Minnesota Miss Clay Thompson and Jacob McDaniels um, began to go at it, and things turned out violent. Several players tried to break up, to break the two up, including Goldberg, while Goldberg was trying to separate the two. Green came from behind and put Goldberg in a chokehold before dragging him away from the initial altercation. What is wrong with these athletes, man? Like, like, what are you doing causing fights for? Like, seriously. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, seriously? Okay, so the two... Despite the two being nowhere near the skirmish and Goldberg not fighting back with his hands in the air, Green refused to let it go. He continued to drag Goldberg while several Timberwolves players and Warriors coaches tried to get Green to let him go. Green was ultimately assessed a flagrant foul too and ejected. Now he'll miss the next five games. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about more about him in a, a future episode because he's he's been at it again, nonstop. All right, so NBA releases postseason spot playoff mode. Um, a little recap of 2023, of course. Um, the NBA today launched a new brand spot name playoff mode as it prepares for. The 2023 NBA playoffs presented by Google Pixel. The advertisement um, commemorates the start of the most thrilling part of the season when fans yell even louder and players step up their game to win the NBA's top reward, the Larry, the Larry O'Brien Trophy. The NBA All-Stars Donovan Mitchell from Cleveland Cavaliers, Julius Randle, New York Knicks, Jaron Jackson Jr., Memphis Grizzlies, and Denver Nuggets star Jamal Murray are featured in playoff mode, along with ESPN's Malika Andrews, Charles Barkley of Turner Sports, actor Terry Crews, and tennis legend John McEnroe. With Mitchell chucking down a vicious dunk, Randall boosting weight to his bench press, Jackson ratcheting up the treadmill speed, and Murray putting on a ball handling display. Um, athlete exemplifies the degree of energy and focus while yeah, focus requires required for the NBA playoff. Um, to get fans excited for the playoff, NBA Superfan nonstop, um, played by actor. Um, Canyon Bowman makes a comeback. Nonstop demonstrates that anyone may enter playoff mode and lock in from the play-in tournament all the way to the finals from Boston to um, Serbia. Terrence Neal directed the ad, which was produced in collaboration with the independent creative firm Translation. When the M- no, excuse me, when the AT&T NBA playing tournament begins tonight on TNT with the Atlanta Hawks traveling to uh, Miami Heat, it will make its television debut. Both the NBA app and the 
NBA social media outlets will feature playoff mode in addition um NBA teams like the Boston Celtics, New York Knicks and New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans will step up their postseason efforts in play playoff mode. The NBA playoffs um already started actually uh begin Saturday, April 15th, playoff games will air on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Um, so, yeah, that's a little recap. A little recap, though. I do recap topics, actually, even if it's past. Um, okay. Okay, hold on a sec. All right. Um. Okay. We got some unfortunate, unfortunate sports news. Um. Tim Carver, um, passed away at age eighty-one, according to NPR. Um. One moment.
So Tim and Carver, the all-star catcher and Hall of Fame broadcaster who during 60 years in baseball won two World Series titles with the St. Louis Cardinals and had a long run as one of the country's most recognized and incisive and talkative to talkative television commentators died thursday he was 81. oh man it's definitely a blow to to the sports world actually Yes, it's definitely a blow to the sports world right here. Um, for a man, for the man who has accomplished a baseball career and a broadcasting career. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so McCar, hold on. McCarver's death was announced by Baseball's Hall of Fame, which said he died Thursday morning in Memphis, Tennessee, where he was with his family. Among the few players to appear in Major League games during four different decades, McCarver was a two-time All-Star who worked closely with two future Hall of Fame pitchers. The temp... The tempest to us bob gibson who mccarver caught for st louis in the 1960s and the introverted steve carlton 
McCarver's fellow Cardinal in the 60s and a Philadelphia Phillies teammate in the 1970s. He switched to television soon after retiring in 1980 and became best known to national audiences for his 18-year partnership for Fox with play-by-play man Joe Buck. In, in quote, I think there is a natural bridge from being a catcher to talking about the view of the game and the view of the pl- other players. McCarver told the Hall in 2012, the year he and Buck were given the 4C Frick Award for Excellence in Broadcasting. It is translating that for the viewers, one of the hard things about television is staying contemporary and keeping it simple for viewers. He was signed to the Cardinals while still in high school, six feet tall and solidly built. McCarver was a policeman's son from Memphis who got into more than a few fights while, excuse me, while growing up, but was otherwise playing baseball and football and imitating popular broadcasters, notably the cards, Harry Correa. He was signed while still in high school by the Cardinals for $75,000, a generous offer for that time. Just 17 when he debuted for them in 1959 and his early 20s when he became the starting catcher. Ooh. 75 grand. Wow. Um, yes, so, um, McCarver attended um, segregated schools in Memphis and often spoke of the education he received as a newcomer in St. Louis. One moment.
I do apologize for putting this on mute. It's because I have some noisy planes flying by um, the neighborhood and stuff. So if you, if you, um, if I, if if I hear a loud car, I'm going to put it on mute so it doesn't really interfere with the podcast recording. So forgive me. <clears throat> um. Yes. So where were we? Where were we? Um, yes, his teammates included Gibson and outfielder Kurt Flood, black players who did not hesitate to confront Ortiz McCarver when McCarver used racist language against a black child jump, trying to jump a fence during spring training. Gibson would remember getting right up in McCarver's face. McCarver liked to tell the story about drinking an orange soda during a hot day in spring training.
and I do apologize for um for muting the live stream. It's uh, a loud car out a loud driver outside. So I didn't want that to really, really interfere with the recording. So um so um let's continue where I left off. So McCarver liked to tell the story about drinking an orange soda, orange soda during a hot day in spring training, and Gibson asked him for some, then laughing when McCarver flinched. It's it was probably Gibby more than any other black man who helped me um to be to overcome whatever latent prejudices I may have had, McCarver wrote in his 1987 memoir, Oh Baby, I Love It. Few catches were strong hitters during the 60s, but McCarver batted 270 or higher for five consecutive seasons and was fast enough to, to become the first in his position to lead the league in triples. He had his best year in 1967 when he hit 295 with 14 home runs, finishing second for most valuable player behind teammate Orlando Cespeda um, as the Cards won their second World Series in four years. McCarver met Carlton when the left-hander was a rookie in 1965 with an independent streak wider than the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. McCarver later wrote, oh, man. Oh, man. Wow. Hold on. The two initially clashed, even arguing on the mound during um, games, but became close and were reunited in the 1970s after, after both were traded to Philadelphia. McCarver became Carlton's designated catcher, even though he admittedly had a below average throwing, throwing arm and overall um, didn't compare defensively to the to the Phillies regular catcher, Gold Glover Bob Boone. Behind every successful pitcher, there was no, there has to be a very smart catcher, and Tim McCarver is that man. Carlton said during his Hall of Fame induction speech in 1994, Timmy forced me, forced me pitch inside. Early in my career, I was reluctant to pitch inside. Timmy had a way to remedy this. He used to set up behind the hitter. Uh, there was just the umpire there. I couldn't see him, so I was forced to pitch inside. McCarver liked to joke that he and Carlton were so in sync in the field that 
when both were dead, they would be buried 60 feet, six inches apart, the distance between the rubber on the pitching mound and home, home plate. During a 21-year career, when he also um, played briefly for the Montreal Expos and Boston Red Sox, McCarver batted 271 overall and only twice struck out more than 40 times in a single season. In the postseason, he averaged 273 and had his best outing in the 1964 series. When, when the Cars defeated the New York Yankees in in seven games. McCarver finished 11 for 23 with five walks and his three-run homer at Yankee Stadium in the 10th inning of game five gave his team a 5-2 victory. Uh, in the broadcast booth, he became a cultural icon. Younger baseball fans first knew him from his work in the broadcast booth, whether local games for the New York Mets and and New York Yankees as Joe, as Jack Buck's partner on CBS or with son Joe Buck for Fox from 1996 to 2013. McCarver won six Emmys and became an, enough of a brand name to be a punchline on Family Guy <laughs> when write, write a handful of books, make cameos and make a gun love hurts and other movies and even rec rec record an album tim and carver sings songs from the great american songbook uh 
Knowledge was his trademark. In his spare time, he visited art museums, read books, and could recite poetry from memory. At work, he was like a one-man scouting team, um, versed in the most granular details and spent hours preparing before each game. At times, he seemed to have psychic powers. In Game 7 of the the 2001 World Series, the score was tied at two between the Yankees and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Yankees drew in their infield with the bases loaded and one out in the bottom of the ninth. Relief ace Mariano Rivera was facing Arizona's um, Luis Rodriguez. Um, yeah, Luis. Luis. Um, Rivera throws inside to left-handers. McCarver observed left-handers get a lot of broken bats, broken bat hits into shallow outfield, the shallow part of the outfield. That's the danger of bringing the infield in with a guy like Rivera on the mound. Uh, moments later, Gonzalez bloops, bloop to short center field, drove in the winning run. When you consider, when you consider the pressure, when you consider the pressure um, of the moment, ESPN's Keith um, Oberman told the New York Times in 2002 the time he had to say it and the accuracy his call was the sports announcement equivalent of Bill um, Mazeroski's home run in the seventh inning to defeat the Yankees in 1960. Um, many found um informative and entertaining. Others thought him thought of him infuriating. McCarver did not cut himself short, whether explaining baseball strategy or taking on someone's performance on the field. When you ask him the time, he will tell you how much, how a watch works. Sports Illustrated's on Norm Chad wrote of him in 1992. The same year, his criticism of Deion, Deion Sanders playing two sports on the same day led the Atlanta Braves outfielder, um, Atlanta Falcons defensive backs dumping a bucket of water on his head. In 1989, he was fired by the Mets after 16 seasons on the air. Um, some broadcasters think that their responsibility is to, is to the team and the team only. McCarver told the New York Times soon after the Mets let him go, I have never thought that. My number one obligation is to the people who are watching the game, and I've always felt that praise without objective objective criticism ceases to be praise. To me, any intelligent person can figure that out. McCarver and his wife, Ann McDaniel, had homes in Sarasota, Florida, and Napa, California. In recent years, McCarver announced announced part-time for Fox Sports Midwest and worked the occasional cards 
game before sitting out the 2020 season because of concerns of COVID-19. Besides the Frick Award, he was included, excuse me, inducted into the Cardinals Hall of Fame in 2017. By the time I was 26, I had played in three three World Series, and I thought, man, this is great. Almost a World Series every year, he said during the acceptance speech. Uh-uh. The game has a way of keeping you keeping you honest. I never played in another in another World Series. All right. Um. Okay. Let's. What do you say we goes to something lighter for a sec, man? All right. Let's go to something lighter, man. Um. Jeff McNeil. Um. All right. So. And this is from the New York Post. Um, let's see. He talks about um, overcoming tough struggles. Um, so let's see. And this is, I think he did an interview, actually. So let me just go through this, though. Um, so the interviewer asked him this question, actually. So what advice would you give little leaguers who one day, um, the hell is this? Hold on a second here.
Yeah, sorry about that. Um, all right. So, so the interviewer asked on the New York Post, "What advice would you give little little leaguers who one day aspire to be a batting champion?" Um, um and he states put the ball in play i think it starts there when you are not striking out a lot you you are gonna give yourself a chance go up to the plate every single time with confidence as as soon as you lack confidence up there or think you don't belong against who you are playing i think you are already defeated and that makes it really tough to hit So no matter what level you are at, go up to the plate with confidence. Know you are a good hitter and put that ball in play. Um, was there ever a time your confidence was either shaken or lower than it is now? Yeah, I think in 2021 when I was having that tough year, I wasn't really sure what was going on. It was kind of, uh, I guess, draining year. I wasn't myself. I don't think I was going to the plate too confident. And in my head, I was in my head, I think somewhat felt overmatched. And that's never been the kind of person I've been at the plate. I've always gone up there thinking I'm one of the best to play the game right now. Uh, interviewer asked, did your wife Tatiana help you through that period? She's always tells me how good I am. I'm really tough on myself sometimes. She tells me every single day after a bad game, you are great. You're going to go out tomorrow and succeed. And what can Jeff McNeil do for an encore this season? Um, I hope the same thing. The goal for me every single year is to hit 300. I think if I can hit 300, that's me doing my job on, on this team. Obviously, I hope it's higher and gets me another batting title. But my goal, my goal year in and year out is hit 300. Be a table setter for this team and get on base for guys like Pete Alonzo, Francisco Lindor, all those guys to drive me in.
Do you think your new four-year, $50 million, $50 million extension puts more or less pressure on you? I think the fans in that aspect, they expect more of you, I would say. So that's where there might be a little bit more pressure. But at the same time, I feel a whole lot less pressure because I know I'm taken care of. And I know I can just go out there every single day and be the best self. I know I'm I'm a good player. I don't have to take the bad at-bats and the bad games quite as hard. Um, quite as hard just because I know I'm going to be okay financially. And I think that's going to help me out because I can focus on the next day and go in each and every day and just try to be my best self. So it's going to take a little bit of pressure off, but nothing's going to change with my play and how I go about the game each day, no, each and every day. Describe the requirements that enable a batting champion to be a batting champion. Let's start with hand-eye coordination. I would say, I would say hand-eye coordination coordination is huge being able to put the ball in play like i said earlier barrel barrel awareness kind of having a plan when you go to the plate what you are trying to do with the ball they shifted me a lot this year this last year so there were tons of hits on the left side of the infield having that barrel awareness and back control to get the ball the other way and just take your single. Um, video study, I do not do a lot of that. That's kind of one of those things that I think I did a lot of in 2021 was watch a, a lot of video. And I feel like I'd like to know what the pitcher has, but I don't like to watch too much video on him because stuff looks nasty on TV. And then you kind of get in your head. You are like, how do you hit that pitch? I like to go to the plate, kind of know what the picture has and let my eyes do what they are supposed to do. I think it just helps me be a lot more confident up there. Um, a consistent swing. Yeah, that's huge. Your swing should be repeatable. I think in 2021, I was kind of kind of tinkering too much with my swing and i think that led to my that kind of led to that led to kind of a down year this last year i went to spring training wanted to have the same swing for the most part um throughout the year make very minor adjustments i think that was a big part of 
a big part for me this year was not tinkering too much and just sticking with it all year. Luck, 100%. <laughs> you need some luck for some hits to fall, to fall in. But at the same time, some of those bloopers that fall in are a product of having a good back path. Yeah, you might not hit it hard, but your swing is good enough and it's on plane. You just catch it a little bit off the end or a little bit off the handle and it just happens to fall in. Yeah, luck is a is a little bit involved. Um what are your thoughts on the shift and getting banned? I didn't like it. I was able to go the other way and take my single or take my hit when I need it. But at the same time, I think I am a natural pull hitter. When the defense is playing me straight up, I can just go out there and have a good approach. I think it somewhat hurts me because I am able to go the other way. But it helps at the same time because I know I can just be a natural my natural self and focus on staying up the middle hitting the ball where it's pitched i think it'll help me a little bit especially driving balls a little bit more when they are shifting me and i'm going the other way i'm not gonna hit for a lot of power but when they are not shifting me and i can just go hit i think that's kind of when my power comes into play because I am able to pull the ball. Uh, what drives you now? I want to be great. I'm that kind of fiery person who always wants to succeed. Succeed. <clears throat> I've always kind of been overlooked a little bit in my career all the way, starting in college and going up through the minor leagues. I always want to be great so i can be seen and people know who i am do you think the best is yet to come i think there's gonna be plenty more to come hopefully another batting title continue to do what i did last year and build off that how hungry how hungry is this Mets team? And what was the feeling like after losing in the playoffs to the Padres? <clears throat> I think everyone took last year as a 
positive. It was something we can build on. It was tough losing to the Padres, but now everyone knows what the postseason is like, and we got a taste of it. And now we just want to be better. We want to go further, farther, and we want to win a World Series for the city of New York. So um, we know what to expect and are going to build on it. All right, so is this a World Series or a bus season? Yeah, I think so. I know what the, the team is capable capable of and the people we brought in. We want, we all want to win. Everyone in that locker room has that mindset. Um, <clears throat> we need to go out there and perform. I think the main thing is to stay healthy out there all year. Yeah, this team is definitely capable of winning a World Series. How do you see the NL East? I think it's bet it's the best division in baseball pretty easily. It's gonna be a battle, but we're definitely looking forward to it. Um how do you explain your blonde with um Pete Alonzo? I think we get each other. He gets when I get mad, and I think he knows how to cheer me up and make me laugh and basically tell me everything's going to be just fine. You are a good player. We just support each other. It's a great relationship, good friendship, never a dull moment with him. I love playing with him. I think he's got that perfect, that perfect personality for New York as well. Um, so that fire that you have, that drive to be great can be a blessing and a curse for you right yeah 100 i take bad games extremely hard because it's because i want to do so well and i think it drives me to go in the next day focus work on something and not let it happen again I hate feeling down after games, but at the same time, it drives me and makes me want to do. It makes me want to be better. Why is Buck Showalter the perfect manager for you? I think he understands me. He learns who his players are. He gets to know his players extremely well. There were a few times last year I was struggling for a few days, and he called me in his office, asked me how, how I'm doing, and we would talk golf for 20 minutes. He understood I like golf, and it was something to kind of take my mind away from what's been going on, what's been going on the field. He said, he say, that's all I got for you. Go out and kill today. He understands his players, and he just makes makes it a fun atmosphere to play for, and he trusts his players as well. If I have something for him, he listens, and we kind of bounce ideas off of, off of each other. I definitely love playing for him. 
how many wins um, a year is he worth in the dugout? Um, he does a lot for the chemistry of the team. That does contribute to a lot of wins. I don't think I can put an exact number on it, but he makes it fun to go to the ballpark, and ultimately that leads to better play. For the Mets fans, how would you describe Steve Cohn? Great owner. He is a very personable. He is very personable. I can, I feel like I can pick up the phone anytime and give him a call. Help answer and listen to what I have to say. It's been fantastic having him. He really wants to win. Obviously, with all the money and players he's bringing in, he really cares about this team and wants to win a World Series. Um, what amazes or impresses you? Um, most about Justin Verlander. Uh, what I thought was amazing last year was coming off a Tommy John surgery and winning a Cy Young at 39 years old. Just shows, I guess, the kind of person he is. I'm looking forward to getting to know him a little bit better and playing behind him this year. How often um, you faced him. I faced him two at bats last year. I think I had one at bat off him. I think it was like 12 pitches or something. It was a really good at bat. And then he threw me a really good, good change up. Yeah, I struck out, and then I think I grounded out to second. Pretty incredible fastball he had. I remember the life it had. I don't swing and miss a lot at a lot of fastballs in the zone. I think I swung at a few and missed them. Just a smart pitcher as well. What is Max Scherzer like in the dugout? On games he is starting, I'll talk to him a, a little bit kind of when he gets to the ballpark i'll talk to him say hey you want me anywhere specific and he'll tell me and then i kind of leave him alone the rest of the day the same and same thing in the dugout when he's pitching hold on one second hold on one second i don't know what this is Um, okay. Yeah, and I'll, 
And then I kind of leave him alone the rest of the day. The same thing in the dugout when he's pitching. Kind of avoid him. Let him do his thing. When he's not pitching, super fun, outgoing, really easy to talk to. I love having him around. He's been he's got good stories, fun to talk to, and great baseball mind. Uh what do you think of having Serger and Verlander at the top of the rotation? That's a pretty special one too. I say it's the best in the game right now. It's going to be fun to watch them. We had Jake DeGrom last year, and obviously that is tough losing him. But just to be replaced by Justin Verlander is pretty amazing. I expect a lot of wins from them this year. Um, what it, What's it like when Edwin Diaz struts in for the ninth inning? It's pretty fun. The triumphs, the trumpets, um, it'll get you going. It's pretty incredible to see City Field like that. I don't know if this this will um, ever get done, but imagine Edwin Diaz coming in with the trumpets and the lights kind of flashing. They have the new LED lights. I think that would be a pretty special atmosphere, but the fans are loud when he comes in, and it's just as good. Who smiles more, Lindor or Brandon Nemo? That's a tough question. They both incredibly happy people. Lindor's got that Mr. Smile nickname, so I think I got to give it to Lindor. But Nimmo is definitely not far behind. Just two great personalities that I, I'm glad we have. Early observations on Kodai Singer. People who I've talked to about him say he's nasty. I know he's got a pretty good fastball and really good splitter. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does, you know, what he has. Never seen him pitch, so it'll be fun having him out there this year. Brett Beatty. I think Brett, I think Beatty's an incredible, no, excuse me, an extremely good hitter. I was actually really impressed last year when he came up. I think his first at bat, he hit a 2-0 or 2-1 curveball over the fence. That's tough to do in the big leagues. That's not something a young hitter does. Usually a 2-0-2-1 count, you are looking for a soft, you're looking for a fastball down the middle, 
and you are coming out of your shoes and he was able to stay on a breaking ball and hit it over the fence and then uh i think i remember another a, a at bat later in the game he hit a bucket about 113 miles per hour up the middle he really he's really impressed the hitter he's really impressed as a hitter he's mature for his age he's going to be special for this for this team francisco alvarez that guy can hit a baseball really far his batting practice is really impressive watching him in spring training last year he hit some homers that were massive and when and then when he got called up at the end of the last um the last year that home run he hit was pretty incredible really good hitter really young and he is going to do some great things for this team as well Patrick Mahomes, oh boy. Oh man. He's a great talent, kind of does it all. He's fun to watch. Uh, thoughts on DeMar Hamlin. That was obviously extremely tough to watch and everything, but pretty incredible with what the trainers did and all the support he had behind him. To be able to pull through is pretty special. It's something you never want to see. But he's healthy now, and that's all that matters. Uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> does Tiger Woods have a shot in a shot to win the Masters? I think he does. I think the Masters tournament is his best chance of winning a major. He's always plays well at Augusta. With his short game, anything can happen. Uh, describe your seven-month-old son. He's super happy all the time, smiley. He, his favorite thing is to jump in a jumper. He loves that. Have you put a golf club in his hands yet? Kind of. He got. He's got a putter that came from the masters that one of my buddies from back home got him he's got a little masters caddy jumpsuit and he's got a little putter he holds it we take his monthly pictures with that club so he started to be able to hold hold it a little bit how would you describe fatherhood tough crazy fun a lot of somewhat sleepless nights he's starting to be able to get through the night so that's been nice on me and my wife it's been fun watching him grow and start to get his personality how does he get along with you with your pets doug willow and cat mac he loves willow and mac he would try to get will to do some fun things he'll get Willow riled up and he'll be watching her and just Start laughing.
we play with Willow and he gets a kick out of it. Um, yeah, and the interviewer asked about yeah um to describe his wife so a perfect perfect amazing great mother she's been the best um what are you most proud of about jeff mcneil jeff mcneil from nipomo nipomo california two-time all-star with the new york mets i'm proud of kind of where i came from i never I, I was never a big time prospect or anything like that. I don't think anybody had a, had huge expectations for me. I'm proud of my career so far. I know it's not done. I'm also proud of helping my community back home. It's something I take pride in. I grew up in Santa Barbara, but moved up to the Pomo area. So I try to be a role model for people in that area and be someone they can look up to. Did you ever think you would adapt this well to New York? I think they did a really good job of kind of preparing us in the minor leagues for what New York is going to be like. I was ready for it. I was, I was, I think taught well back in my college baseball days, kind of the mental side and being in the being in the moment, I think that's really helped me adapt to New York and play in that type of atmosphere and and day day in and day out. Uh, what is it like for you representing New York? It's awesome. Um, it's one of it's one of the best cities in the world. So to be able to play baseball for a great organization like the Mets, it's been really exciting, and we got such a great fan base. So to be out on that field each night is pretty amazing. What would you hope or want Mets fans to say about you? That I play the game the right way. I play hard. I care. I, I'm a good teammate. Just giving my all for the city of New York. Um, are you recognized around New York? Yeah, a little bit. I'll be walking around the people, and people will say, "What's up, Jeff?" and say hi, which is pretty cool. I think I get recognized more in New York than I do in my hometown which is pretty crazy to say can you imagine what this city would be like if the mets won a world series it would be pretty incredible i know this fan base has been waiting for a world series for quite a while since 1986 so we need to perform for them and give them what they want so that was jeff mcneil's explanation all right
Um, all right, so what other topic? Hold on a second here.
Sorry about that, folks. I had to go use I had to go to use the bathroom real quick. Um, just bear with me here. Um All right, let's go to Francisco Alvarez. Um, so Francisco Alvarez could win a spot on the New York Mets roster. Um, um, based on, let me see, hold on. Yeah, based on his hitting alone, but it would take an unusual circumstance according to general manager, former general manager, Billy Epler, who stepped down. Um, and yes, he did make it to um, the roster, and of course, got the the winning. Yes, yes, he did. The twenty-one year old um, catcher who is behind Armand Navarez and and Tomas Nito on the depth chart will focus focus during spring training um, on his receiving skills and becoming comfortable with the clubs starting pitchers but Epler is against the idea of carrying Alvarez and his potentially potent right-handed bat in a full-time DH role the exception would be if Alvarez got hurt and couldn't catch we always put a caveat on things and asterisk that if circumstances present themselves for and for some reason something ha that happened and Francisco couldn't catch and would not be able to catch for the rest of the season for some reason Epler said Saturday. Hold on.
But that is just hypothetical. I'm just putting that qualifier out there for everybody. The Mets brought Alvarez to the major leagues for the final week of the of the regular season last year and um, kept him on the National League wildcard series roster because of his offensive potential. But now his long-term development outweighs any potential short-term short-term gain. Um, and this is from the New York Post. Um, we want to wait for the complete package to be there, Epler said. As much as the Mets want to receive a long, a long look at Ryan Mauricio this spring, um, which um, I'll talk about his injury in a future episode, um, Team Brass is also cognizant of the fact that the shortstop has 744 made plate appearances, um, including the Dominic, the Dominican Winter League, since last season began. He is, he's a big, strong kid, but we're aware of the field tank right now. Apple said, though Francisco Lind- Francisco Lindor has shortstop locked up long term. The Mets plan to keep Mauricio at the position until he is closer to cracking the major league roster. Which he did. Um, Epler said, "Game situ game situations. Um, yeah, game situations might arise that would necessitate sliding Mauricio to third base." Um, left unsaid is that Mauricio's trade value might be highest as a shortstop. Um, Mauricio, age 21, was the MVP of the Dominican Winter League after spending last season at AA Biggerton, where he owned a 259, 296, 472 slash line with 26 homers and 89 RBIs. Um, the Mets, according to Epler, were informed by the commissioner's office that uh, Khalil Lee may report to the minor league camp, minor league camp on. March the second, um, the outfield is under investigation by MLB, following claims by a former girlfriend that Lee assaulted her last May, while he was a player at AAA Syracuse. Lee cleared waivers last week after he was de- designated for assignment by the by the Mets. In other Francisco um, Alvarez news, according to SNY, um, while the Mets hope to negotiate a long-term contract extension with Pete Alonso, another player is looking to stay in Queens for a long time. Hmm. According to a, per, a person familiar with the matter,
young cat young catcher francisco alvarez is reportedly interested in discussing a long-term contract extension for tim healy of newsday the report states that there is no pressure for either side to engage the other in these talks but the mets backup no, the Mets backstop is at least open to the possibility. Alvarez had an up and up and down season with the Mets in 2023 after a cup of coffee in the big leagues the year prior. The 22-year-old mashed his mashed his way into being one of the team's bright spots on an otherwise disappointing season. Although, although Alvarez's final number numbers may not reflect how impactful he was to the team, a poor August dashed all the catchers' numbers. He still hit 25 home runs and drove in 63 RBIs. But more than that, but more so than his power numbers. Alvarez was better defensively than what scouts figured he'd be in the majors and handled a veteran heavy rotation rotation with ease. It was one of those seasons where where there was a lot to improve upon, Alvarez said in, in November. With God's will, um, I'm going to um, continue working and continue doing what I need to do, but I view it as a good season. Nothing extraordinary, but it's definitely something to build on. <clears throat> Alvarez is under a team-friendly contract for a number of years. The next two seasons, the next two seasons will see the catcher make pre-arbitration money before he can finally start making market value for his position in 2026. The Mets will then have three more arbitration eligible seasons with Alvarez before he becomes a free agent after the 2028 season. While a contract extension for a player who is under team control for the next five seasons might seem absurd, the Atlanta Braves have become notorious for locking up their young talent on team-friendly deals. Just as Spencer Strider, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Ozzy Albies, who are all making $12.5 million or less in average annual salary. $12.5 million. <sighs> wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Yes, <laughs> that's a boatload of money. Um, the Mets could do something similar with Alvarez, but the team seems like they have plenty of fish of other fish to fry this offseason. They are still rebuilding their starting rotation with a big push to get Japanese ace Yashinobu Yamamoto. And they still have to think about potentially getting an extension done with Alonzo. So while there's no pressure for David Stearns and the Mets to get a long-term deal with done with Alvarez, it's nice to know the young catcher would consider one so early in his career. All right. Um. So. So. Um. Let me see. Let me see. Yes, Mets owner Steve Cohen saved himself about forty-seven million dollars a year when Carlos Correa left his negotiations with the Mets to go back to his old team, the Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins, which for Cohen is at least a week's work, maybe two. Not kidding. That's a reasonably fair estimate so maybe that's really nothing to celebrate hmm yeah 40 yeah 47 million dollars hmm but that sounds like a lot though if you really think about it though Um, let's continue. Hold on a sec. Cohen also likely pleased other owners when he didn't run his player tab um, plus tax to close 
to close to half a billion dollars, keeping it at a relatively tight $450 million. But Cohen only cares about wins and fans, not other gazillionaires. Interesting. So for him and many others around the Mets, <clears throat> this was definitely a down day. It's certainly not a proud day to lose out to the Twin Cities, either one of them. It's a big like a big letdown. One Met told me Tuesday. That may all be true, but please let's not lose sight of reality. Correa's call to to take the greater guarantee of two hundred million dollars back with the Mid-market twins left the Mets with something close to the same 101-win team that set the second-best franchise mark for victories. And if anything, somewhat better since they improved the rotation, the bullpen, and the catching. Hmm. Yes, so um so the decision left as the starting third baseman solid veteran Eduardo Escobar, who happened to be one of the best players in the game in September and one of the team's better clubhouse guys, and one of the game's twenty best prospects, Brett Beatty in reserve. And that's not so terrible either. So the Mets will be all right. So the Mets will be all right. But it didn't feel that way to them Tuesday. Cohen, who famously told the Post upon agreeing to the $315 million 12-year deal with Correa in the wee hours of December 21st. Uh, we need we needed more, more we needed one more thing, and this is it had very few words upon being asked if he'd like to comment on career slipping off to mid-market Minneapolis. Just actually one. And nope, Cohen said initially, and that one word said it all. Enthusiasm could be felt through the phone lines back on December 21st when he told when he also told the post about the career signing. This was important. This puts us over the top. <clears throat> on this day, there was nothing to say. If career wasn't quite a must have, and if the team looks better even now than the 101 win version, it's hard to say he was it he was it was still a downer for the rank and file of the orange and blue
Nobody was about to celebrate a billionaire 20 times over. We were estimating based on the report card was up 10% in 2022, a disaster of a year for most of us financially, getting a chance to hold on to approximately um, 0.23% of his net worth. Um, Again, Korea would have cost $47 million a year, $25 million in salary, and $22 million in the so-called Steve Cohen luxury tax. Um, there will be time for regret and recrimination, excuse me, um, sorry for the butcher, later if anyone wants to engage in that national pastime. Correa's Scott, no, Correa's agent Scott Boris was able to, was able in the past to work out language amenable to both parties. When physicals were flagged in the cases of J.D. Drew, J.D. Martinez, Maglio, or Doning, <clears throat> Maglio or Donez, and Ivan Pudge Rodriguez, nobody got hurt later. The two Tigers got to the World Series, and the two Red Sox won a World Series. Maybe Mets doctors and lawyers played things too cautiously. But remember that the Giants pulled back after viewing the same MRI. MRI. And they needed career more, much more. Once this got into the hands of lawyers, the Mets seemed to focus on risk rather than greatness and maybe even value. They spent two plus weeks trying to mitigate their exposure, and and the result is that their final offer guaranteed forty two point five million dollars less to Korea than the Twins' deal did. Um. Um, the lawyers may have forgotten they work for a man who thrives on risk, or maybe they worried they didn't want to hasten what they viewed as Cohen's one bad bet. Mets, Mets people can use this column.
thrown as a pick me up if they like. And it appears a few of them may need it. You didn't need to read Cohen's initial quotes to know how exciting a potential transaction this was. <clears throat> um, Correa may not have the big RBI numbers all time as love, but he was a 5.4 um, WAR war player um, last year and a seven war player the year before. He is a dynamic infielder who would have transitioned easily to third base, as he knew, and proven postseason performer. Um, <clears throat> Everyone is disappointed, one meant said. If the possibility wasn't there, nobody would have complained. However, the possibility was there to get much better, and it didn't happen. It's okay to go to be um, melancholy, it would have been quite a lineup and that's something to lament. The Braves and Phillies must be very happy today, the Mets Mets said. Um, That alone also makes the Mets sad, but buck up Mets from here, your team is still the best in the league. All right, so um, okay, so um, yeah, let's get yeah, they'll be all right, man. They'll be okay, you know what I'm saying. So let's go to the Colorado Rockies, and this is a little bit of a recap. Hold that thought. As recently as the morning of April 12th, Brandon Nimmer was batting 188. His on-base percentage was predict- predictably healthy thanks to his trademark plate discipline, but in a small sample, hits were not falling for the Mets every day for the Mets everyday leadoff hitter. He's making up for it now and then some. Nimmo homered as part of a 5 for 5 game in the Mets 5-3 win over the Dodgers on Wednesday afternoon his second career five hit game and his first since August 5th 2018 in Baltimore
he's playing as good as I've seen him play right now. And he's played good for a long time. Nimmo signed, no, excuse me, Nimmo singled, but was erased on a double play in both the first and third innings against former teammate Norris Syndergaard, who was facing the Mets for the first time. Nimmo caused significantly more damage in the fifth, turning on Syndergaard's changeup and launching it a stat cast a stat cast projected 431 feet into right field into the right field bleachers to give New York a 2-1 lead. It was Nimmo's first home run since he signed an eight-year, $162 million contract in December and the seventh longest homer in of his career. Ooh. Yes, and this is yes, and this is from MLB.com. Um, it was a really cool day. Nemo said, "I was glad I was able to help out, help help the team win. Glad to be able to hit that home run. There gives give us the lead. Kind of switched the momentum a little bit. Just a pretty cool day. Um, that I'm trying to soak in. Nemo wasn't done." In the seventh inning, he recorded an infield single, and in the ninth, he singled again and scored against Shelby Miller. The five hits boosted Nimmo's batting average to 349, nearly double what it was a week earlier, and a top five mark in the National League. Less surprisingly, Nimmo ranks second in the senior circuit with a 481 on base percentage, while also topping the NL with 1.3 war, according to Fangraph's calculation. With the five-hit game, Nimmo became one of only four Mets to achieve that feat twice in a career, joining Keith Hernandez three times, Mike Piazza, and Rusty Staub. Um, the franchise record for hits in a game is six, shared by Edgardo Alfonso and Wilma Flores. And, and in quote, I'll never forget it. That's for sure, Nemo said. I didn't forget the other one, and I won't forget this. They just don't come around that often. Yeah, you know, I'm glad that the, I'm glad that the Mets re-signed Brandon Nemo because he's one of the best players um, in center field, not because of his his um, hits and home runs and singles, but you know, the spectacular plays that we all seen him do. And that's 
and that's pretty amazing and all that stuff so um you know let me make some noise man for the mess we signing um brandon nimmo back man but first let me let this plane pass And lastly, David P David Peterson, uh, of course, um, and this is from the, also from the MLB website too. So David Peterson's fist pump was subtle, subtle, yeah, subtle. <clears throat> As fist pumps tend to be in the waning moments of a lost season, it was nonetheless a noteworthy action. Peterson Peterson had just struck out Xander. Edwards to complete a seventh scoreless inning on Thursday at City Field in what became a suspended game against the Marlins, which may resume on Monday if necessary. The Mets won that game, actually, by the way. Peterson was enthused to end his um, checkered season on a high. I felt like I had more in the tank, he said. And so I was glad that they let me go back out and get that seventh.
this was not the season Peterson envisioned when he reported to spring training as the Mets' sixth starter, their first line of def defense against injuries and uh, attrition. When Jose Quintana underwent rib surgery in March, it was Peterson who stepped into his rotation spot. But that was where things began unraveling. Peterson allowed five runs in his second start, six in his fourth and seventh, fourth and seven in his fifth. By mid-May, he held an 8.08 ERA. Um, at that point, the Mets demoted Peterson to AAA Syracuse, leaving him there for six weeks until a need um, arose in the majors again. He returned to make three solid enough starts before spending three weeks in the bullpen. Finally, Peterson returned to the rotation for good after the trade deadline. When he did, he looked to be a changed pitcher. Over 10 starts, including Thursday's outing, Peterson produced a 3.88 ERA with 60 strikeouts and 48 and two-third innings. I was sent down to get back to who I am, Peterson said. I think I came back up and showed that I was able to get back to that and continue to build up success and use that success and continue to get better and take that into next year. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Sorry, I was on I was on mute. I'm sorry. Um yes, yeah, so David Peterson's fist pump was a, was subtle. As fist pumps tend to be in the wanting moments of a lost season, it was nonetheless a noteworthy action. Peterson had just struck out Xander Edwards to complete a seventh scoreless inning on Thursday at City Field in what became a suspended game against the Marlins. Um, which may resume on Monday if necessary. Well, the Mets won that game, actually. <clears throat> um, Peterson was enthused to end his checkered season on a high. I felt like I had more in the tank, he said. And so I was glad that they let me go back out and get that seventh. This was not the season P Peterson envisioned when he reported to spring training at, as the Mets sixth starter, their first line of defense against injuries and at attrition. When Jose Quintana underwent rib surgery in March, it was Peterson who stepped into his rotation spot, but that was where things began unraveling. Peterson allowed five runs in his second start, six in his fourth and seventh, and seven in his fifth. By mid-May, he held an 8.08 ERA. Um, at that point, the Mets demoted Peterson to AAA Syracuse, leaving him there for six weeks until a need 
arose in the majors again. He returned to make three solid enough starts before spending three weeks in the bullpen. Finally, Peterson returned to the rotation for good after the trade deadline. When he did, he looked to be a change pitcher. Over 10 starts, including Thursday's outing, uh, Peterson produced a 3.88 ERA with 60 strikeouts and 48 and two thirds. I was sent down to get back to who I am. Peterson said, I think I came back up and showed that I was able to get back to that and continue to build up success and use that success and continue to get better and take that into next year. What this all means for Peterson going forward isn't entirely clear. In some form or fashion, the left-handed, the left-hander will be part of the Mets pitching depth equation in Arbitration eligible for the first time. Peterson has alternated strong se- strong seasons with m- middling, um, middling ones since entering the league in 2020. He may not begin next year as the Mets' unquestioned um, sixth starter, as he did this March. But Peterson is still an obvious candidate to join T- Tyler McGill, Joey LaCasey, and Jose Buto as death options, along with anyone else the Mets acquired this winter. Um, those decisions will come in time on Thursday following his start. Peterson was left with the rest of his teammates, wondering if and when the game might resume. One, only once that happens can his seven strong innings officially go into the books. We knew that the Marlins obviously wanted to play and that the game has implications for them, Peterson said. We were kind of just so to wait and hang around and see what happens. So that's what we did. Okay. Okay. Um let me get let me get this in the way.
All right. Um. All right, we're going to wrap up right here, man. Um, very last segment that we always do at the end of the show recording is stream choices on the go. Let's do this. All right, folks, and all you sports fans out there, y'all know what to do. Hold on a second here. Be sure to follow Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, the sports edition show on threads and Instagram, alongside with um, my, my review show, which is Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast. And of course, my number one primary show with over 300 episodes um, is also on the gram as well, which is Off the Meet Red Chains New York Avenue podcast, along with myself is... Um, Hello, myself is G Money Stacks G, yeah, G Money Stacks Triple Five in Queens, New York. And be sure to turn on your notifications so you can know when I'll be on Instagram Live, especially recording episodes. Yes. Um, um, besides turning on your notifications and, of course, b- making sure that um, that I'll be on Instagram Live recording podcast episodes. Also, you can go to my link tree in, in the bio um, that says Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks Pod. Um, and what you're going to see is a whole list of um, streaming platforms, um, which includes, give me a second here. All right. In my link tree, you're gonna see streaming platforms, which includes, which includes Odyssey, Audible, Amazon Music, Breaker, Bullhorn FM, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes. One.
Yes, in my link tree, you're going to see Odyssey, Audible, Audible, Amazon Music Breaker, Bullhorn FM, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podfriend, Podhound, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Podcast Guru, Podvine, Snip, Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the, no, the number one app where you can listen to music, radio, and podcasts for free. You don't need a credit card or debit card to listen to um, iHeartRadio or any of the apps that I just mentioned um, just now. Of course, be sure to follow the podcast on iHeartRadio alongside with my other podcast shows that I just mentioned um, which is, um, of course, right here, this sports platform, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, alongside with Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and, of course, Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Avenue podcast, all right? And also, do the same with YouTube. Go, go ahead and make sure you grab that subscribe button on the sports YouTube channel page of Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast. And, and grab and also click on alerts so you can be um, notified on each episode recording is going to be going going to start recording according to the date, the day, and the time um, on the air via live stream. Leave a like and a comment along with the sports topics that's being discussed. Stay tuned for more video episode contents. Of course, there's going to be new and previous episodes. In case you miss any of them, don't worry. Um, I got you back on that one. You can download um, the, the the episodes, including your favorite episodes in 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 sports um, and the topics, and and not only that, you can add this. You can add excellent, fun, vibrant talks podcast, the sports edition show, onto your playlist, which is Spotify, Spotify for podcasters. There's Deezer. There's there's Pocket Cast. There's there's um Potorama, there's there's Castbox FM, there's Amazon Music alongside with iHeartRadio and YouTube, and alongside with every streaming platform that I mentioned, wherever you get your podcast, all right. So hang on a minute here. Too many planes. Yes, um, 
Yes. If you miss any new and previous episodes, don't worry. Um, everything's going to be uploaded and posted to the YouTube channel page. This sports YouTube channel page, actually, and and everywhere else. So, um, yes. Yeah, so what I was going to say is, of course, if you have any um, sport topic ideas and you like to um, suggest it to me, of course, um, I will actually, I'll do you one better, actually. Um, I have a Discord. I have a Discord right here. Um, wait, 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 wait. You can also hit me up on Discord at GMoneyStacks555, whether it's about um, anything anything related to sports regarding the offseason, which I will which I will cover in, in recaps as far as like you know upcoming episodes and stuff. If I don't cover it um this year, most likely I will try to cover it when we get back from Christmas and New Year's break. So um Yes, so Discord at GMoneyStacks555 right there. And and yes, this is where I actually send you an invite. Uh, that way you'll be able to um, communicate with me on, on the sports topics regarding baseball, the New York Mets, um, all that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so there you have it right there, man. You can't miss it. You can write it down on a piece of paper, Discord, GMoneyStacks555. All right. So there you go. All right. So. And yes, so make sure you listen, stream and watch these episodes. In case you miss any of them. And tell a friend to another friend alongside with sharing my link tree. That's that has excellent fun, vibrant talks pod alongside with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, girlfriends, people you are cool with um, from work or anywhere you meet new people, okay? All right, I'm about to wrap this up right here, right now. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Greginator. Thank you very much for listening to episode 66 of the Sports Platform show right here. If you are new, you... And you miss any of the topics that's being discussed in this episode, don't worry. You can recap by watching it on YouTube, even though sometimes, even though sometimes um I do show my face. But the thing is, I show my face in the beginning and towards the end. And sometimes whenever I have something to say, I'll show my face to talk about that. But the thing is. I have an Instagram live feed next to me. That's the reason why I take myself off the um off the uh off the um live stream. So that's why sometimes I'm on the uh I'm on the fence on trying to, you know. Keeping now on who is tuning in and everything else, who commented, who wanted to say hi, 
you know, you're more than welcome to say hi to me while I'm on Instagram Live. You know that, right? So listen, uh, remember, the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off. If you if you want something, you have to work hard and earn it. It's not going to be given to you on a fucking silver platter, okay? And alongside with... um. And alongside with, um, you know, finding your wins, your whys, your hows, your wins, finding your niche, do something, do something that makes you happy while you on, while you are on your P's and Q's on a consistency basis, creatively, mentally, physically, and spiritually, that gets you into your zone alongside with tunnel vision. Plus, remember. Don't let anybody stop you from from doing what you love, following your goals and dreams. Make sure you do that. And um, and of course, I'm gonna just wrap it up right here, man. Thank you very much. I love y'all. And of course, there's gonna be more more sports topics to come up, to come up in the future. I appreciate every single one of you. And shouts to Spotify for for um making a Spotify rap. Um, for those of you who may not know, every year when it comes to podcasts, they make like um they make up a Spotify rap each year with the hashtag. So they make it for you in terms of the amounts of um plays, amounts of um people that's listening, whether it's the United States and international areas, and all that. Great stuff right there. So shout out to the people from Spotify for podcasters for actually making Spotify rap for me. Thank you very much. I appreciate you all, especially doing what you do. I'm out of here. Peace and one love. See y'all next time on the flip side. Enjoy the rest of your enjoy the rest of your football weekend, including the Giants that's playing right now. And whatever team you are a fan of, whatsoever, um, you can go enjoy that as well. So um, be safe. And I hope y'all have a nice Christmas and New Year's. Be safe. I hope y'all had um, a chance to do some Christmas shopping. I know I'm doing it right now. Um, I'm going to continue my shit most likely um, throughout this week. And hopefully I'll be able to get somebody something. So, you know. I'm out of here. One love. Enjoy the rest of your night, wherever you are, whether you're on the West Coast, whatever. Good night, everybody.
What's up, folks? G Money Stacks here. You want to hear more of me? I need your help on a couple of things. Go follow Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast on Threads and Instagram so you can be in the know on sports topics I talk about in each episode on a weekly basis on Instagram Live. Plus, go grab the subscribe button, click on the notification bell, and enable alerts on the sports YouTube youtube sports channel page which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast so you can be reminded on the day and time when the podcast goes on the air via live stream you can go to the link in bio where it says excellent fun vibrant talks pod so you can download each app add the podcast to your playlist so you can know when each episode will be dropping so you can listen to the podcast episodes on every streaming platforms, including Spotify for podcasters, which is formerly known as Anchor, Odyssey, Audible, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Diesel, Google Podcast, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM Podcast, Podfriend, Podhound, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Addict, Podcast Index. Podchaser, Podverse, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, all right? So, be sure to catch up on the new episodes dropping on Wednesdays and Thursdays on every streaming platform, all right? I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka The Greginator. Thank you for listening to the podcast.